Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy, Sadat X. And you can't sleep on hip-hop. Insomniac Magazine has been there then, and it's still here now. The Wild Cowboy, Sadat X from the BX, where they still call me BX, to BK where I'm at all day. Insomniac Magazine, that's what it is. It's my pleasure to introduce a legendary MC who've been in the game for, let's just say, from the golden era of hip-hop, really 1989, although the first Brand Nubian album dropped, if I'm not mistaken, in 1990, the yes, amazing sir. Sadat X. What's happening, Sadat? How you doing, man? Everything is good, man. I'm here. Everything is good. Awesome, man. And I know you're here. You're doing your thing. I checked out the XL album featuring Elder Sensei, and let's just say that was... Straight up authentic hip hop. Yeah, man, that's all, man. We just wanted to do what we do. Keep to the same format that we grew up on that that, that works for us, man. Indeed, and, and definitely, I mean, you did a, an amazing job. It's a solid album all the way through over 20 tracks from two legendary MCs. I mean, you really can't beat that. I do have a question, man, about longevity. You know, there, okay. there's so many folks that been in this game. I'm sure you have a lot of colleagues that you know, came out and, and did amazing things, but in many ways they kind of faded. Talk to me a little bit about longevity in this game. What What's your secret to longevity? Well, my secret to longevity is just basically staying true to what, what I do, not trying to listen to other of the, the, the artists that are so-called on top today and trying to bend to that format. You know, that's their style. You know, I think a lot of older dudes, you know, sometimes they get a little frustrated in the game. Uh, they feel that they don't get the respect. Well, to get the respect, you got to keep you. You got to keep yourself sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I feel like you know over the years I've been able to keep myself sharp to keep that respect. You know, and also you know besides keeping respect, always be willing to to learn new things because you never stop learning in life, man. And 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 just basically stand in my lane, man. And my, you know, I know my lane. I know how to work my lane. You know what I'm saying? I know how to how to uh, how to get the most out of the Sadat X fans, out of, out, of, out of people that like me. As a matter of fact, it's kind of interesting because you said Sadat X fans, and I know that there are kids right now that are discovering Sadat X, Brand Nubian, and just classic hip-hop in general and hip-hop artists, you know, that have been doing this thing, their thing for a while. But it's kind of interesting, you know, having been around long enough, and I would imagine you and I are probably about the same age, there are a mm-hmm. lot of folks that are our age that kind of checked out of hip-hop. Any any yeah. thoughts on that? Anything you think that could be done to bring them back, or you think it's just it is what it is? It's a, it's part of life. People move on. They you know get bills. They got taxes, and you know that becomes a priority. A lot of people grew older. You know, um, they got tired of the music of today, and uh, you know a lot of them was working. You know, bill paying. Especially, I know a lot of dudes that's not really 
they're not really computer savvy like that. Mm. They're not going to go online. Because I, I, I still see dudes my age, and they ask me, you know, when I'm coming out with something again. Mm-hmm. And like, like, like I never put nothing out since brand new. And I'm like, y'all put out tons of work. Like a lot of dudes just ain't computer savvy to go on like that. They used to listening to the radio and hearing what's on the radio. And when the radio got, uh, got into this format of what plays here, that plays in L.A., that plays in Miami, a lot of dudes just lost interest in it, man. You know, they, they felt that their artist wasn't doing it no more. So, you know, they gave up on it. That's true because so much of, you know, traditional entertainment uh, distribution was really brought to you, whether it be on TV and, you know, however many channels we grew up with. You had a handful of channels, whether it be the radio station, you know, the one or two, or if you're in New York City, maybe a few, you know, big stations that play the music you're into or record stores. Yeah, record stores is phased out. They don't really have too many straight hip-hop video shows no more, mm-hmm. whereas it used to be like Rap City and this and that. Now everything is reality shows and this and that. So, you know, a lot of people, man, they, they just got tired of it, man, and they just listened to their old stuff in the crib or whatever, and, you know, they they, they, they kind of they gave up on it. But what with this album, we hope to, you know, maybe wake up a couple of the people, a couple of our fans, we letting them know, yo, it's still out here, and we, we here, go listen to it. Maybe this will give a reawakening, man, and, and maybe this our project along with uh you know different projects with AG's project with our large professors project will 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 we'll wake up some of the masses, man, and, and start them getting hyped about about this hip hop thing again. Indeed, and there's certainly no uh, lack of quality hip hop out there. You just got to dig a little. Yeah, that's right. You just got to dig, and I tell him, man, I say, yo. You know, you get get with your kid, man. Tell him to teach you a couple of things and learn, man. Just learn how to get to your favorite artist, man. Just put my name in there. Put our name in there. Google it, and you'll see what we're doing. Indeed, no question. And now, that being said, there are plenty of young folks, a lot of kids that still acknowledge, appreciate quality hip-hop, including the icons in the game, Talk to me a little bit about that discovery process. What what would you say? I mean, we know about SoundCloud and YouTube. What what would you say are some of the most effective marketing strategies that you found in recent years to get your music to that newer audience? Keeping my lines open and by doing shows, man. See, like I, I tell, like you know, I tell people, a lot of artists, if if you do a good show. You can you can always tour and go back and forth even if you ain't got no record out. Mm-hmm. So by by us keeping our, our good shows, keeping our lane open, you know that gives me a chance to you know go to these venues and do my old stuff and then sprinkle my new stuff in. Mm-hmm. That's my basic thing is is just doing shows, you know, because uh, that that's where people can see me up close and personal. And you stay touring, right? Yeah, I'm always touring. I'm always doing something, man, and you know. I'm 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 always involved in this, man. I, I stay with it. One th- one thing I like to to ask folks that have, you know, been in the game long enough to know the changes. I, I like to maybe get your insight on the phenomenon of Europe in general being so receptive to the boom bap sound, maybe versus some places here domestically. What what do you think it is about those audiences that they gravitate to the classic artists? Well, I think a lot of time, man, those parents teach them a little bit better, man. Mm. Like, I've, I've been to shows in Europe where the parents have actually brought their kids to the show, mm. whether it's at night or in the daytime, they've actually brought them to the show, 
and they school them ahead of time on what they're going to be listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, 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 we don't tend to do that too much here. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, they, 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 they school the kids more on the history of it, man. They, they, they take a better interest in learning about it. It's fun. You know, it's funny you say that because I know I've been at classic concerts for heavy metal acts, for classic soul acts. And you're right. I see folks that are bringing their kids or even their grandkids to these yeah. shows. I don't really see that in hip hop. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You really don't, man. And it's like, it's, it's, you don't see that to the point of when you do see it, it's like strange. It's like, yo, right. what is a kid doing here? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's strange. But in Europe, yo, the kids come to the show. I've seen them, I've seen them bring kids and the whole family comes. Baby. So, you know, like it's, it's more of a family thing. Whereas here, man, you know, like I said, man, a lot of people have gotten disenfranchised with it where it's a divide. It's like a young set and an old set. Right. It's true. There's no, no question about that. So I love to maybe get a little bit of insight into just your thoughts in general, not necessarily music, but the culture of hip hop, the state of the culture of hip hop. Where do you think we are right now? I mean, I know things are, are evolving, but sometimes I wonder, yeah. sometimes I wonder if in many ways, at least here, our culture has become mostly disposable. Yeah, well, I mean, the culture is definitely disposable, man. It's like if you in it long enough, you'll get 15 minutes. It's just what you do to maintain yourself after the 15 mm. minutes. And it's just like a, it's, it's become watered down. It dilutes the whole. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's still creating chambers, man. I mean, when you got a, when you've got a compositions by Beethoven, that's three, 400 years and Strauss and these guys, you know, I think hip hop is, is in a defining stage right now. Whereas it's gone, it's gone from now. Above me was uh, Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash and those guys, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Then it was, uh, you know, my era, uh, Brand Nubian, um, mm-hmm. uh, Tribe Called Quest, and maybe Under Us might have been uh, Duck Down and Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm. And then Under Them, see, I think it's still defining itself and making chambers. That's why. I think a lot of times it's in a little disarray right now. That's true. That's true. I think I think one of the biggest things is just the fragmentation of media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What media chooses to uh, to concentrate on, and you know, but now that's just you know that's done on purpose. But uh, we all know that. So you mm-hmm. know, like like I said, I don't even really dwell on it nowadays. Man, I know what I do. I know my lane, and I and I and I have to keep to my lane right now. I'm kind of selfish with it right now. Indeed, nothing wrong with that. So, if, if you don't mind, I would love to go back um, for for a minute to to the earlier days. If you could tell me a little bit about those days when you when you first signed as brand newbie into Electro, what what that environment with the label was like, and obviously Electro well, was a division of a major Warner Records. Well, when we first signed with Electra, Dante Ross signed that, and you know, like we were one of the first rap acts that they signed over there. They had a couple before us, but it was a growing process on both sides. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop was 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 still kind of still kind of new in a sense, and it, it was old school, but it wasn't really an old school like that. Like mm-hmm. that, it was more of a. Uh, it was as far as the artists go, it was more of a camaraderie. You know, everybody was rooting for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, Tribe was rooting for Brandon Bean, which was rooting for De La Soul, which was rooting for leaders of the new school. Because, you know, we all recognize 
the love that each group had for this art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are, we weren't trying to bring each other down, you know, like back then, you know, I loved artists. I loved granddad. I loved big daddy Kane, cool mm-hmm. G rap, you know, um, grandmaster cast. I loved oh, run DMC. I loved them, but I didn't want to be them. I wanted to be Sadat X. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was part of it. And then also, you know, before brand new, you know, grand poop, I had a group, but he was working with me and Jamal previous to that mm-hmm. as solo artists. So I got an actual sense of kind of like an apprenticeship mm. of going to the studio and watching the actual uh, process of recording, watching how to count bars and things like that. Whereas a lot of these kids, you take them to the studio and they start rhyming and you're like, wait a minute, man, you got to break that down at some point. I learned the art of, of chorus making, of, mm-hmm. of, of, of making uh, party songs and, and then conscious songs, you know. So that was, my, that, that was how I came up. So as being one of the few hip-hop artists on Electric that time, how was the reception internally? Because I'm certainly old enough to remember a time when hip-hop just in general in the industry wasn't even really acknowledged as a legitimate genre and everybody kind of had this this I don't know this air about okay this is just a fad it's gonna go away soon and clearly instead it dominated the industry so tell me a little bit about internally what was it like working in the dynamics of a major label structure the the, the, the staff was kind of blase about the project at first mm-hmm. but as they saw the, the the reaction to the album and and to how people responded to it I think they gradually became more and more uh, 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 involved in it. Mm-hmm. You know, see, a lot of people, they didn't really know about hip-hop, so they, they had to learn hip-hop. You right. understand? They didn't know about it. They had to learn it. You know, they had to learn how to work it. So, you know, I feel like at first, you know, they, 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 they were kind of complacent about it. But as, as they saw how we were going and how it was turning out, I think they became more with the project. Right. And then when you broke off and did your solo thing and launched your solo career, what was the differences from your perspective uh, than when you ended up, I believe it was Loud RCA, right? As far as my solo endeavors, uh, it became more of now instead of writing one verse, I'm writing two or three verses and I have to come up with the chorus. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more work, but it wasn't anything that I wasn't used to because I was previously a solo artist. See, a lot of groups, you know, you hear the story of how, like, they, they toiled for, like, years before they got a deal. We literally came together about six months, and then we had a deal. So it wasn't like we were a group brand new being for a whole bunch of years before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We came into a situation of Puba had a, a lot of contacts mm-hmm. already within the industry coming from Masters of Ceremony. No question. And he had a, he had a fan in Dante Ross. So we were able to actually do ours a little bit easier. Mm. And then in regard to the reception with the label, obviously Loud was embedded in the culture. What was that like? Oh, well, see, Loud was a, was the next thing because you had, at Loud, Steve Stout put together a staff that knew about hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You understand? Those people are loud as opposed to uh, not knowing and having to, you know, they knew about hip-hop. They, they would come to the sessions, to the shows. You know, when we was at Electra, nobody really from Electra but Dante came to the shows. Mm. Maybe Beth Jacobson might have came to a couple of shows, a couple of other people. But at Loud, everybody came to the shows. Mm. You know, if a Loud artist performed, you see the staff there. Mm-hmm. So they were more inclined with it and more in tune with what was happening. And then and then later on, you ended up doing a, a solo album with Tommy Boy, clearly one of the most iconic, uh, next to Def Jam, obviously, number one, hip-hop labels 
Um, what, what, what was that like? And, and at that time, do you feel that they had the resources to really push uh, an album by the time that you, you were working with them? What, what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, I, I was happy to work with them. You know, I felt it could have got a little more push as far as uh, getting it out to certain places and, and, and maybe video-wise. But I don't, I, don't, I don't have any bad thoughts on Tommy Boy. You know, they definitely... You know, they did what they could, and it, it was a good experience for me. I'd do it again. And i just like to, to, to kind of touch on the on the labels, because I think it's interesting that you've had the opportunity to work with so many of the most known labels, and there's also a lot of independents as well. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you also had a, a brand new being album, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, that was dropped on Arista. Is that right? Yes, we had definitely we did some stuff on Arista. And what was, what was that experience like with Arista? Well, that was pretty good, too, because, you know, that Foundation album was a good album we did with them. And like I said, you know, they had Drew Dixon over there. She knew about hip-hop. They mm-hmm. staff basically knew about hip-hop, you know. So that they, they, they were they, they were a good experience also. I feel like they got probably the most of which we was going to get out of that album, given, given the climate that was going on at the shiny suit time and this and that, when that kind of dropped, you know. I, I feel that was a good move. What are your thoughts on the overwhelming theme in hip-hop i think starting with that latter 90s kind of turning yeah. and not that there's anything wrong with that because i think we all yeah. back in the day we all love love g-rap we still love g-rap yeah. obviously schoolie d one of the first gangster rappers but everything got very thugged out and we never really seemed to have moved away from that as far as you know the overarching theme of hip-hop any thoughts about that you know well first of all you know it, it, it sounds good, you know, like to, to a rapper, it sounds good to be mm-hmm. doing this and, mm-hmm. and doing that. See, and that, that came because you wasn't getting really checked no more. Mm-hmm. Like back in the days, if you made a record about talking about you going to knock somebody out mm-hmm. of this, that, somebody was going to check you and see if it was real. Like a word, you could knock these people out. I don't believe it, show me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, 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 it, it, became, it became more on that line then. As the social media areas ever started to slip in them early days, you know, you basically, you could get away with saying what you wanted to say. And, you know, like record companies, they capitalized on it. They capitalized on the, on the rise of the gang, especially when gang, when gang culture came to New York, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that was something to capitalize on and, and they ran with it. And I love, if you don't mind, maybe to share, uh, maybe some of the biggest lessons that you learned throughout the years in this game, man. To keep your trust limited, man. Don't, don't really trust too many people, man. And uh, do your homework, man. Do your homework on the situation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure the business is intact, man. Always keep your business intact, man. Uh, you know, um, make sure that you have your own private entities. What, as far as lawyers and stuff, I would don't 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 get people that are in conclu- like in collusion. Like I wouldn't have a lawyer that was recommended to me by the label mm-hmm. and things like that, or accountant recommended me by the label, do your own outside research and just basically, man, just, just stay knowledgeable and, and, and not so much trustworthy. Don't believe anything on face value. Right. It seems like everybody's, everybody, everybody's a rapper. People been jumping on that bandwagon for a long time, but you still have, a lot of folks that are taking it seriously and are trying to make real waves. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice for someone that's taking it seriously, that's trying to come with authentic hip hop music? They're they're kind of staying away from all the gimmicks and 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 they're trying to break through. What what would you tell them? 
I would just tell a man, be, a, be, be aware of what's around you, but still have blinders on. Mm-hmm. Your blinders are going to lead you on your straight path. Still know what's going on around, but have blinders on. You know, uh, remember, remember that critics nine times out of ten uh, are, are people that, that couldn't do what you do. True. So that's why they're critiquing. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just, just, just if, make sure it feels good to you. Mm-hmm. If, if you do a song and it don't feel good to you, then it's probably not going to be the best thing for you to have that. Make sure it feels good to you. Make music that, you, that, you, that you're proud to stand on. You shouldn't make no music that you wouldn't want to play to everybody. True, true. Mm-hmm. And now for the fans... Uh, who who maybe you know are feeling a lot of the artists that we know today are making quality hip hop and real boom bap. Um, what what would you what would you recommend? I mean, the, you know, a lot of a lot of people coming up now maybe weren't even alive when some of the classic records came out. If you had to give them, if you had to give them a list of five, and clearly uh, your records and Brand Nubian are going to be in there. What five, so above and beyond your records, what five albums should they go out and listen to right now? That's, that, that's out right now? No, I'm saying in the history of music, and you had to tell them, go out, go back, and listen to these five records so you could become better acquainted with hip-hop. What would those five records be? Probably one of Big Daddy Kane's albums. This is my personal. Of course. Uh, probably one of... One of one of Big Daddy's Big Daddy Kane's album, I would switch in a little ultra magnetic. No question. I would I would say uh, I would definitely play Runaway Slave from Showbiz and AG. I would mm. play Diamonds record, and I would play Public Enemies record. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, and that's just an amalgamation of me. That, you know, I you know there's there's I could go on for days and days about albums, but those are the albums that basically. I had a lot of influence on me. Indeed, no question about that. That's all. That's all classic hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's that's where yeah. it's at. That's where it's at, yeah. man. So I want to I want to thank you so much for your time, Sadat. It's it's been a long time since we've spoken, and definitely appreciate the opportunity to catch up. And I definitely want to recommend that everybody go out there and check out the brand new Elder Sensei Sadat X collaboration XL. Definitely a tight record. Anything else you want to leave the people with? Check out XL, Sadat XL and Sensei. Do the his just sit back and listen to it. You know, it's 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 teaching. It's teaching music. You know, back in the days we had our fun songs and this and that, but we had songs that taught you to do something. You know, uh that also in this album has the element of the DJ which has been phased out in a lot of hip hop today. The DJ's gone. The trumpets and horns are gone. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to hear those sounds of, uh, of, of things in the album, things that you're not going to hear on other albums. Indeed. No question about that. Thanks so much, man. It's a pleasure. No doubt, brother. Peace. Peace.